0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: In a minute, we live. We live. we live.
0: It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first to listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we must remind you, that this episode of Lockdown Hornets is brought to you by McDonald's. You know, McDonald's proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. So a big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Also, a big thank you to our next guest, Paul Biancardi of ESPN, the National Recruiting Director, hopping on with us once again. Paul, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing great, Walker. Uh, This is an exciting time to be a fan or a media person with the Charlotte Hornets.
0: Unbelievable, right? Hey, we've we've waited our time. We've paid our dues. If you've covered the team, if you've been a fan of the team, I think most people are nodding in agreement listening to this right now. It is a huge time to follow the Charlotte Hornets team with all the young talent that they have. And, Paul, I know, I mean, hell, who better to talk to about some of the young talent because you understand who these guys are. Very early on in the process with your job, being the recruiting director, knowing these guys in their games in high school. And I know just talking with you a couple of times over the last few years, I know you really liked the way that the Hornets addressed their draft picks, maybe even starting back with the Miles Bridges, drafting a PJ Washington. I know you were a big fan when they drafted LaMelo Ball. And here it is. How fun is it to watch this team for you, Paul, having seen their process through the NBA draft and watching it kind of blossom right now? We'll see how far they can actually go.
2: Oh, it's been a lot of fun to watch Mitch Kupchak and, and Buzz uh, Peterson draft. And, mm-hmm. and then you got James Borrego, you know, molding and shaping this young team. And it's still very young, uh, even though it's first in the NBA and scoring, I think at 117 points a game. Uh, That goes back to the 1980s when they used to score a lot of points. (laughs) That's right. But you you take James Borrego, you know, Mitch Kupchak and Buzz Peterson. And I think you have a a group that's really a collaborative group working together, you know, and they're putting a great roster together. And Coach Borrego and his staff is is bringing them along at a good pace. Um, You know, the defense will come in time, but. What, what really sticks out to me, and, and LaMelo Ball is a big part of it, but even before he came, I, I thought it's a very unselfish group. The ball moves. The spacing is is terrific. Uh, the defense has to get better, and it will, and the rebounding has to get better, and it will over time. Uh, but it's a fun and exciting group to watch.
0: Oh, it's, it's so fun and exciting. And you mentioned the development of these younger guys, Paul. I mean, this is a team, and James Brago, even specifically as the head coach, That has made such good use of the G League, of the Greensboro Swarm, being the affiliate of the Charlotte Hornets. How big is it to have that kind of team where guys can get minutes, even if it's not against the legit NBA competition, but still getting competition against guys trying to make the league? How do you value the G League in the way that the Charlotte Hornets have used it?
2: It's been a great factor in their success because at any level, pro, college, or high school, the only way you truly get better at your game is by playing minutes a competition at first doesn't matter as much because you have to get the minutes to be able to, you know, do the job that you're capable of. So to go to the G league and get the reps, get the game experience, the ability to make mistakes and and not have to worry about coming out of the game because in an NBA game Walker, one or two mistakes, uh, defensive minded mistakes, shot selection mistakes, uh, execution mistakes could cost you a game in the NBA because everything is so precise And you go to the G League, you have a little bit more freedom. You have a little bit more opportunity for error and and a great chance for improvement.
0: Yeah, Paul, I think that's a good point because, you know, James Booknight, he's actually not getting any minutes right now. Ish Smith has been very good. Cody Martin has been very good. And obviously, LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, when he comes back from injury, they're not going to lose any minutes whatsoever. So Booknight's not getting any play, but... If you look at the way that maybe you can start to practice with these guys, right, and we'll see if he goes to the G League, but also it wouldn't be great if James Brego puts Booknight in. He makes a couple of defensive mistakes, and then you have to bring him out. Do you like the way, even if James Booknight's not playing right now, um, you know, are you okay with that, or would you rather him see uh, rather rather see him go to the Greensboro Swarm and get some minutes down there with the G League affiliate?
2: Well, you know, James Borrego and his staff, they see him every day in practice. They'll make that decision. But guys like JT Thor, you know, Kai Jones, maybe even Vernon Carey, those guys need reps because the big guys, they don't touch the ball even in practice as much as they need to to get better. So I like it for the bigs. Uh, I like it, obviously, if there's a situation where a, a player is a fringe player, he's coming back from injury. But I thought James Booknight established himself in the summer league. As a guy who can play fit and help the Hornets, the good news is Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre, mm-hmm. Smith, and Cody Martin, you know, they've all played really well at different times. Love the emergence, though it's a slight emergence, but I, I see the emergence of Jalen McDaniels as well. Yeah. I mean, the bench has won a couple of games for the Hornets. So if the bench is helping you win games, Your starting five is considered really good. It's hard for a rookie to break in, but I think Coach Borrego will get him in there during games when he sees the opportunity, whether the the game is out of hand in a positive way or negative way. And uh, and hopefully from that point, you can get meaningful minutes. But it's hard to put a rookie in meaningful minutes, uh, again, when the game can change either way at a moment's notice. And, And right now, the Hornets, you know, they're winning. And, and that's the name of the game: is to win and develop your players at the same time. And I know Booknight is learning and practice. You get better by playing, but also when you practice against Lamelo Ball every day and Kelly Oubre, <laughs> you get better.
0: Yeah, that that will certainly help you. And you're right. Like James Booknight is somebody I, I kind of went on both sides trying to figure out whether he would play immediately. I do think he is going to get minutes at some point this season. I don't think that about Kai Jones and Paul, we've talked about him a couple of times getting prepared for the NBA draft. You even mentioned he's going to be a project, but you did love the pick at the time. I know you were a big fan of Kai. Um, And so what, what kind of things does he need to work on? How long do you think it's going to take for him to come along for him to be a factor with the Charlotte Hornets team and help them out?
2: Well, I hope maybe by, you know, the springtime, or say that not the springtime, but February, March uh, period, he can contribute. But again, look what's in front of him PJ Washington, Miles Bridges on the wings. Mason Plumley has been a tremendous addition. And then you have um, uh, Nick Richards has been solid in the mm-hmm. backup of, of Plumley. Uh, I think Kai Jones can, can flip flop between a four and a five spot. If it was me, knowing what I know about Kai Jones and, and watching the Hornets play, Put him down to the G League for not only reps, but strength and conditioning. Make that an emphasis. He needs to play on balance more. He needs to play the game lower. He just needs to continue to develop good habits in the game. He's 6'11. He's a he's a semi-freak athlete in yeah. many ways. <laughs> we know he can shoot the open three, making decisions on the go, competing against bigger, stronger, open guys. Uh, the G League is ideal for him. I, I'd like to see him down there for a couple of months, get a lot of game time, a lot of game experience, and then see where he is maybe in February and March. And and if there's a potential to see uh, some playing time, but if not, I I think his next year is going to be, you know, a breakout year for Kai Jones.
0: Well, and then you talk about the Hornets winning and also developing at the same time. I think it allows you to draft a Kai Jones when you're able to get off to the start that you have as well. Paul as a JT Thor, who I know was rising up a lot of draft boards on for a lot of different NBA pundits that you talked to. And then he falls to 37. Well, the Hornets get that draft pick with the trade that they made for Mason Plumley that night, getting that draft pick to just take on some salary. But JT Thor, I thought was an awesome pick for the value in which they got him. That was great. How do you like JT Thor as a player and how he might develop?
2: I love his energy. I love his length. And he's got good skill. Again, he hasn't had the physicality, just like Kai Jones, of an NBA game. And that takes usually, Walker, a whole year Mm -hmm. to to learn the physicality of going by your man, uh, taking a hit on the way to the basket, being able to be physical on defense without creating fouls. Those things are really important to the frontcourt players. I I love the pick in the second round uh, for a lot of reasons. I I spoke to Bruce Pearl, the head coach at Auburn, uh, right before the draft. And he couldn't say enough great things about J.T. Thor as a future pro down the line. Again, Thor and Jones, when we say down the line, this could be year two and three before they make uh, significant contributions. But I think for both, the G League helps them tremendously this year. Hopefully they sprinkle in a little uh, meaningful game time this year with the Hornets. But I really look at next year for both of those guys to, to be so much more improved
0: right uh paul before we get you out of here i want to talk to you a little about miles bridges so again you've covered these guys for so long ever since they come out of high school even when they get into high school and play basketball at that level you already know so much about them when you go back and think about your time kind of scouting what miles bridges was then did you see this type of play as a possibility for one miles in the NBA and how impressed have you been with his journey to where he is right now?
2: Well, to answer your second part, first, extremely impressed. What I saw in miles bridges since a sophomore in high school was a guy who dominated on the block. He was a post-up player. He was a lob dunker just like he is today. The lob dunking and the post-up game or the mid post game has always been there for Bridges. His body has gotten tighter and more toned over time. The three-point shooting has been so impressive over the course of the years here with Charlotte because he never had the opportunity in high school because he dominated the game uh, in the paint and at the rim. And then he went to college. He sprinkled in some face-up game, but he has really made his outside three-point shot a weapon. His ability to rebound has always been there. He's at eight, eight rebounds a game right now he's turning into a complete player on the wing and that's great news for Charlotte
0: it it's huge uh, i've t- i've said it a few times now i think it's the biggest single development that's taken place and where this team can reach the ceiling that they can reach by the season's end and certainly even beyond, you know, and Paul, before we get you out of here, just one more question about your overall thoughts, you know, from what you've seen so far, what are some of your biggest takeaways from the Charlotte Hornets team now? And, you know, where you think they might be able to finish as soon as this season, while they are still so young as a basketball squad.
2: Well, first of all, I love their unselfishness. I love their togetherness and I give all the credit to James Borrego and his staff. Those guys are playing a fun brand of basketball, but they're playing team basketball. And and as long as that chemistry is there with the talent, great things are going to happen. Defensively, uh, they have to get better. They know that on the ball and on the glass. Closing games, Walker, is going to be important. Uh, I was at the Celtics game where they had an opportunity to close and win, and then it went into overtime, and the Celtics made out at the end. Then the very next time they played, they closed against Orlando very well. So they're learning how to close. They've been a team that's always been trying to compete. Now they're more than competitive. Uh, They're expected to win most games. And so now they have to learn how to close, close games. And I think that's going to be an evolution over time. Uh, I like the direction of the franchise um, with Mitch and Buzz and, and the coaching staff. So I see great things for this Hornets franchise, but it's going to happen slowly, incrementally. Uh, And, you know, the expectations have to rise. They they have risen, uh, but they can't get too big because Mm -hmm. there's still some great teams out there. But this is a team that that should make the playoffs and in my mind will make the playoffs. And it's just been just been a lot of fun to watch the evolution.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really fun and entertaining to watch the Hornets do this, to see the wins come along the way. That is what you obviously play for. And for that to come this season, certainly at the beginning of the year, it certainly makes you excited to see what's going to take place as the year goes on. That's Paul Biancardi of ESPN, the recruiting director for ESPN. You can find him on Twitter at Paul Cardi. Great basketball mind. Always love having him on. Paul, thank you so much for your presence once again. We appreciate
2: it. All right, Walker, let's do it again sometime.
0: Paul's been doing this for a while. We were talking about his days coaching Wright State in the Horizon League right before he came on, my Butler connections where I was going to camp a million different times and Brad Stevens was the dude serving pizza and popsicles to all of the campers and we were ready for Todd Licklider to tell us about how to play basketball and now of course Brad Stevens after rebounding during free throw contest. Is here in the front office with the Boston Celtics. Getting to catch up with Paul was excellent. One of the nicest guys in the business, and I thank him for his time on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. I did mention this episode is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food, it's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect coming after a Little League game, stopping at McDonald's after a big sporting event. On those road trips, you stop by McDonald's, and it's a great place to get a snack and relax a little before you hit that road once again. So McDonald's, we appreciate them being a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. So a big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. It's the Lockdown Hornets Podcast with Wes Bryant, Bally Sports Charlotte Hornets insider, joining us for the next couple of segments. It's coming up on the Lockdown Hornets Podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. For
1: right then, I felt like I had some synergy with Mitch, and I felt like, you know what, I'm in these guys' heads. I understand. I talk. I listen. I did all the right things.
0: And then, did you? What voices were you listening to? Were you listening to the voices deep within your head saying, "This is what I think Mitch is going to do," and then you just regurgitated that back onto Twitter? That's what I always do. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. All right, I'm excited to bring on my next guest because it's been my guy for quite a while. had him on to talk about ACC, college football, college basketball, did the weekly thing back when we were doing the morning show, and it's been a little bit since we've had a chance to talk about it with the new schedule we've had at 7.30 the game, but now I've got content to talk with him because now he's a Hornets insider. We're welcoming Wes Bryant valley sports charlotte hornets insider you've seen him at the home games you've seen him be able to host these shows you can find him on twitter at west Scott range Wes, thank you What's for up? the time man how are you doing
1: man thank you for the time man i'm glad to be here you know talking ball man don't get no better than that
0: i mean when you <laughs> announced on twitter that you were going to be the new charlotte hornets insider i was like yeah. what Yeah, Wes, yeah, Wes yeah. Bryant's gonna be on there you've been great <laughs> I've loved the list. The, yeah. the, the top five West lists that you've yeah. given. They've been yeah. incredible. Um, yeah. the Halloween comparisons, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to yeah. Livermush Mush in a second, too. We'll yeah, get to yeah, that yeah, in the yeah, second yeah, yeah. segment. Um, <laughs> but Wes man, like that, that's awesome. I know you gotta be feeling good about this new gig for you.
1: Man, extremely humble man. I mean, you never know. You know, I've always been a grinder, man, and and you never know where your breaks are gonna come from in life, man. You know. Most people think of me as a football guy first covering the ACC and stuff like that, man. And I covered basketball, but I never thought my break would come, you know, my first big break mm-hmm. would come in the NBA, man. But I've been an NBA fan my whole life, man. So, you know, it's nothing different than, you know, being in a barbershop talking with the fellas about hoops, man. I've been an NBA junkie for a while.
0: You've been a lot of fun over there. How's the, how was the, uh, the suit get up as soon as you knew you were going to be on TV? Did you go out and buy some new clothes or did yeah, you man, have it ready?
1: Now nah, I had, um so it's, it's funny you say that because I was sitting there. So I started making a little paper before this, I had little projects I was doing okay. here and there. <laughs> so I said to myself, I said, Wes, you know, you need to start getting me some dress clothes. You need to at least have a little bit of some mm. stuff in there. So I, I bought a few things. Um, and then once I got this job, I was like, all right, well, I got to go make sure I got to get a couple more things, man. So right. I took my son with me. So I'm like, I want him to see dad, you know, <laughs> fresh, how you're supposed to do it. So we're going to men's warehouse and going to all these places, man. But I ended up doing most of my shopping online, but yeah, man. But I, I, I like it though, man, because I get the, I've never been a huge fan of, 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 you know, wearing suits like that. But, right. you know, once I do, man, you know, I got to put that touch on it. You know,
0: I, 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 you are a fan of being suave. We are going to get yes to that sir. in those yes lists. I know, I know what you like. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you've definitely made a point to bring that <laughs> up when talking about some NBA players. So, again, yeah. it's something else we're going to get to in the second segment. We do need to talk about some Charlotte Hornets basketball, what's going yes. on at least on the court for a little while. Mm-hmm. Hornets. Pick up in this last game against Cleveland. They made it close in the end, but eventually they lose by three 113 to 110. It yeah. still doesn't erase the good feeling of the good start they were able to get off to five and two, now five and three, still a good record considering the eight games they played. And Wes, they did it without Terry for the most mm-hmm. part. I think that's huge going forward. The fact that you were able to win these games without such a big score for you last season.
1: Yeah, man, I think that speaks to the depth of this team, man, because when you look at them, if you really go down the list, they're about nine or ten deep with um, guys that can contribute on a real level. And I think that's the great part about this team. I talked about it on the broadcast saying that the Hornets have low management with the with the bench that they've built. They have guys that can come in and give guys quality rest, so they're not out there playing 45, 46 minutes you know 39 40 minutes a night and so I think that it it really does speak to the depth you know you're missing a rosier but you still have go-to guys and obviously LaMelo obviously Gordon Hayward because you pay him to be as such but then Miles Bridges his emergence has been huge then you get guys like Cody Martin coming off the bench to give you 10 12 here is Smith coming off give you 12 15 points here and there to make up that slack when Rosie is not there. And so I think that Borrego had to be thrilled about that, that they were still able to win games without arguably their, their top guy, whether you want to say it's LaMelo or Terry, but not being able to win without one of your top guys. Hey, and still be the highest scoring team in the NBA. Top three in assists per game, and just all these great offensive numbers, taking care of the basketball. I mean, that's huge.
0: It's huge. And Wes, you brought up Ish Smith. One, you're a Wake Forest guy, so we For got sure. to bring up Ish. Did you overlap with him at all?
1: I did not. I did not. He was after me.
0: Okay, he was after. I was trying to give you some credit, man. I guess I made you feel. I went to school at that. CP, though. Okay, okay. So not. I mean, not. God, what was the difference between with with you guys? Was that like how many years did Ish? Come after? Um,
1: Ish, I can't remember. This was a few years though, because okay. I remember because I remember he was after Jeff Teague
0: and then right. It was probably yeah, it was s- somewhere close around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get a research yeah. team on it and look it up. Yeah, but, sure. Ish Smith, I can't even talk. Yeah, is your he's your fellow deacon. He's been great in, yeah. in coming in with the second unit. I didn't expect to see him score as much mm-hmm. as he did, certainly early mm-hmm. on. LaMelo saying, hey, leave Ish out there in the fourth quarter against Brooklyn mm-hmm. because he was playing so well. Uh, that's the guy. You brought him up. I think that's the guy that has made such a difference, allowing yeah. you to ease into the losses of Devonte and Malik. Like, if Ish is going to provide that type of play for you, man, then you're, you're good, and it's what the Hornets benefited from early on.
1: Yeah, man, because you're talking about a guy that, yeah, he's been on, what, 12 teams and 12 seasons, I think it is, but he's that season vet. He's seen it all. He's done it all. And he can help a young guy like a LaMelo maybe see some things that he doesn't see because that's the thing about his game that's kept him in the league. You know, people say, oh, well, you you played on 12 teams. You must not be that good. But obviously, he's still getting the NBA paycheck. So somebody thinks he's that good because there's a lot of guys overseas or playing in different places. So he's a guy that comes in and he does the little things that you need to win and i'm like you i've been very impressed i get really excited when i see him make jump shots man because oh, yeah, of yeah. wake forest you know Wake, and watching <laughs> him stuff like that that was that was rare to see he was normally got to get out fly on the break he give you some nice floaters in the lane but man i told him the other day i said man i said when i saw ish uh, hit a three-pointer i knew it was real Ooh, i saw yeah. ish hit that three I
0: said, uh oh, well, and and (laughs) if you can give me one every now and then, but the the good thing is like, usually with the analytics driving the NBA, it's not smart to take a step in from the three point line, but also Mm -hmm. sometimes that's misconstrued. Like the, the most of analytics wants you to take the most efficient shot. And if the most Mm -hmm. efficient shot for somebody is a mid-range compared to three pointer, then take the mid-range. And if Smith does that, I think he does an excellent job. At least right now, he's been doing a good job of getting to that spot around the free throw yeah. line, knocking down a ton of mid-range jumpers and then facilitating once he gets in the paint He's been excellent at that. Yeah, he's
1: still got that quickness, man. He can still get by guys. And the thing I love about his game is he's so crafty. Ish finds a way to get to his spots on the court. And then he really keeps guys off balance because he might blow by you and go into the lane. And then he'll do something crazy and throw a crazy pass. And it's like he's got eyes in the back of his head. So I think he's been a great addition, man. I hope he'll be here for a while.
0: Yeah, well, he's here right now. We can enjoy what he's been doing for the Charlotte Hornets team at this point. We got one more segment with Wes Bryan of Valley Sports, Charlotte Hornets insider. He's going to be joining us uh, for at least a couple segments weekly. I forgot to mention that. Wes, you're going to be on with us weekly, man. So uh, I'm happy to have you come on as much as you're going to be able to join us before we take a quick break. I want to talk about built bar. We're going to talk about food in the next segment, but built bar is great. I love Thanksgiving, all the good food, the treats, plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. That's where built bar comes in. It's the perfect Mm. time for built bar. Not only is it a good energy bar, but it does taste like a dessert. Instead of taking in that 300 calories, all you got to do is take 130 calories in like four grams of sugar and it's also high in fiber and it's high in energy. It does not make you feel like you need to be slumped in the couch afterwards. Covered in 100% real chocolate. It's fantastic. Go to BiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. We got more West Bryan coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets.
1: Did you just... We got food at home: alpine sanguine. You literally just—we're we not food.
0: going to McDonald's, nada. We we do, <laughs> right? Look, I, Eddie Murphy out here. I'm I'm Eddie Murphy right now. Okay, I'm telling you, we're gonna chop up the green peppers. We're gonna put it in the hamburger meat, and it's gonna be good enough. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. BetOnline is back and better than ever. It's a new web interface for the start of the basketball season. They've got more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile uh, website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code On to receive your bonus bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right Wes I mentioned th- this is really what I want to talk with you about okay like yeah. Yeah, we, can, we, we got we got to give the people the Hornets content yeah. but I want to talk about these lists that you've been given yeah and so I went back and watched most of them first one I'm going to roll down my favorite things that you've talked about so far yeah one we got to go to Livermush yeah Wes I held off on Livermush for a while as a kid in Catawba County which yeah. it is prevalent in Catawba yeah. County growing up around yeah. Hickory, Claremont, yeah. North Carolina. See, my mom grew up in Indiana, but we moved okay. there when I was a kid. So she didn't cook liver mush like that. Then okay. I went to my friend's house and their mom started cooking liver mush and I couldn't thank them enough. I'm yeah. with you. You have to try <laughs> it. You almost have to love it. They were my mama's too. After that, after they started yeah. cooking it, you yeah. were right about it. My favorite form of eating liver mush is liver mush egg and cheese sandwiches. On, you have that for breakfast Come and on. that's the best part. And I know you got on. Ashley shamedy to try it. She yeah. converted to the liver mush fan club. So great work on behalf of the stands of liver mush.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, it's you know, coming up as a kid, like I said, you're not a true North Carolinian if right. you haven't at least tried it. It might not be for everybody, but for the most part, I don't know many people that try it and don't like it. And just coming up as a kid, man, that was the thing. You know, uh, my mom or, you know, uh, going to my aunt's house and stuff like that. I mean, in the morning it would be biscuits and liver mush and uh. eggs and stuff like that, man. And you could, I mean, the taste of it, the texture, I love it. You know, like I said, and it's just one of those things, don't ask no questions, okay? No, don't, don't come don't. in there. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't do that yeah don't come in here asking what's going on I never ask questions I just saw that loaf in the fridge I slice it off I throw it in the fryer and I get some eggs and I enjoy my breakfast
0: Wes but you're so right I mean I'm telling you right now I've tried to get people on this too me and my buddies of course, there are going to people there's going to be people out there that have asked questions and they've received yeah. answers they didn't want to hear. And it's yeah. affected their eating experience. Uh-huh. But you're right. I have not. I really have not met one person that has legitimately tasted it and yeah. not liked the taste of it. That has not happened with anybody that I try to get on it, too.
1: Man, it's so good, man. And my grandma, she used to come from Georgia because at that time, back in the day, like in the 90s, they didn't sell it in Georgia like that. Man, when she came up there she had that cooler on deck with the ice in it <laughs> buying two or three packs of level much to take back to Georgia with her, man you can't beat it man and like I said you know with the I either eat it plain come on I eat it just plain throw yeah. it on the bread plain or it's got to be uh, cooked
0: right if it's plain too though for sure like crispy right. and crispy. like the the, the the texture in the middle matters the transition it's saying. almost – it's almost got to be like a fade, and we'll get to your your better uh, hairstyles here. This you got to almost burn it. You got to yeah. almost burn it.
1: If the, the yeah. skillet isn't smoking when you're making it, then you need to, you know, it needs yeah. to be in there a little longer.
0: No, we we are <laughs> we are members of the Livermush fan club. You yeah. mentioned your favorite hairstyles in the yeah. NBA. You gave a top five list. I thought your list was good. I like throwing yeah. Zion in there. Yeah. Always lined up. Got the Z. It looks good. Press Z. Uh, you brought up Jalen as your number one, Jalen Green yeah. for Houston. And yeah, it's hard to it's hard to argue that one thing I got. You, you've been on your suave watch. Like I mentioned, there's one thing yeah. I got to I got to remind you of, though. There's somebody yeah. on this team that you uh-huh. brought up that or uh-huh. that you brought up Gordon Hayward in like the interview with the vampire stuff. Yes. and That's good. Yes. Yes. But you got to get Tsunami Poppy in there, Wes. Kelly Oubre, he's got to get some love. The hair, the look, that dude is as suave as they come.
1: I thought about it, man. I did. I thought about it when I went to to – to, to Hornets and who I would put on there <laughs> yeah. and, and just the whole list. Cause I, I was going to put a few of them. I said, well, I don't want the list to be all Hornets. Right. And then, uh, but yeah, Ubre, no, no doubt about it, man. This guy is a, he's a swag Lord as well. <laughs>
0: yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, yeah. He is Mr. Steal your girl himself. That's what yes. uh, Kelly Ubre is. You need to watch yeah. out now that he's in yeah. Charlotte, we're all kind of mm-hmm. looking over our shoulder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing is you also uh, did the comparisons of the monsters and the mm-hmm. Hornets that are on the roster. You mm-hmm. threw Ish Smith in there as Chucky size yeah. makes sense. Lamella yeah. was Freddy Krueger because yeah. he keeps people up at night. That yeah. makes sense. And then Wes, you brought up miles bridges as yeah. Jason. Yeah. And you said it was because they're both thick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They both Explain they both, yourself, Wes.
1: Well, they both, you know, they both had that size. You know what I'm saying? Miles isn't a, a small guy. You know what I'm saying? So Jason, he was a cat. You know, he had a little size to him. So I could yeah. see Miles transitioning well to that costume and, mm-hmm. and not missing a beat. You know what I'm saying? He, he's going to be more svelte. Than Jason, <laughs> wasn't name, Jason Voorhees in Voorhees,
0: I think. I think I, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mess with horror movies though. Do you watch? Man, I used
1: to be so. No, I like. I do like slashes. But I can't get with the supernatural, demonics. I can't do that because that's I believe in that stuff, so I'm a, I can't do that. I have me sleeping with the nightlight, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> so you I'm...
0: you can separate the stuff that you obviously don't think is real, and if you think there's a hint of reality to some yes. of this paranormal activity stuff, then you're not messing with it.
1: Which people can. I mean, you can go put a Michael Myers mask on and go terrorize the neighborhood. You can do that, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, it slashes. And a lot of the stuff is corny. It's like the girl taking a shower and she. Right. And see him standing there and he gets it. but I mean that stuff where stuff is moving without it moving and mm-hmm. people are eyes rolling <laughs> back in the head. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> I think that stuff that. is
0: probably scarier too. I I, I can't mess with it, man. You know what, what the, the move that I would pull if I was at one of my buddy's birthday parties, or if there were girls there and all of us were hanging around, and we were all watching horror movies. I, I legitimately couldn't handle it, Wes. And so the move yeah. that I would pull though is we'd be watching it. I'd find an object somehow to watch that was in the way of the TV so I wouldn't yeah. have to see it that would mess with yeah, my mind yeah. later act yeah. like I'm watching TV I'm staring yeah. they might think I'm a little off kilter with my focus but I'm acting like I'm watching it so they're not going to ask any questions and that's how I would get through some of these horror movies it was a play that helped me out in quite a few social settings
1: <laughs> yeah man I, I've, I've never watched Nightmare on the Street like that or Friday the 13th I was always now I am a big Halloween fan I do like Michael Myers yeah uh, and I did like Leatherface I like the Texas Chainsaw I saw one of those those uh and then i love saw i did love the yeah. series, but i'll consider that more psychological thriller than horror but people call it horror
0: yeah i'll call it horror and have no problem doing it i'm not watching <laughs> it that horrifies yeah, me Saul. that's for yeah. sure all right that's wes bryant your new charlotte hornets insider with valley sports been killing it i would tell you to go check it out but you're already checking it out you're watching these yeah. hornets games you see wes killing it having so much fun the broadcast have been a blast to watch. So it's been a pleasure, man. And I'm happy to have you on weekly. It's going to be a lot of fun. You joining us every no Wednesday. You know, I'm a fan of alliteration. Us radio guys, we like to stick with a the theme. So West Wednesdays, you're going to be hopping on with us. I appreciate it. Congratulations, appreciate you, once it too, again.
1: man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks to both of the guests today. Paul B. and Cardi joining us in the first segment, talking about some of the younger players within the Hornets organization, some of the guys that may be able to stick it out long term, the rookies on this squad, and Kai Jones, JT Thor, and James Booknight. And of course, Wes Bryant bringing all of the entertainment to you, just like he does on the Hornets home broadcast. Bally Sports sitting alongside Ashley Shamedy. Has been great to watch him. So really happy for Wes. And also, selfishly, I'm happy he's going to be joining us every single week to have more good times on the podcast. And we appreciate you for joining us here on Locked On Hornets. Thanks again. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA. Hollinger and Duncan, again, really any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. We appreciate your support. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the game against the Golden State Warriors and Julian Council of Locked On Panthers because we're company men. We'll come together and talk a little about the Hornets and how they looked in that game against Golden State. It's a late one. Tip of the cap if you're able to stay up and watch all of it. If not, maybe you can catch the morning. If not and we'll have the recap for you tomorrow. Join us tomorrow, Locked On Hornets, Locked On Podcast Network.